Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. And I am Ryan McCarsky. So, Ryan, uh, I just want to say before I ask you how you're doing, I want to say thank you to all the people that are listening. Thank you for taking your time every week to join us. Midrashing, which is a, a, a term used by the Jews, um, our brothers and sisters, um, which really is just wrestling and growing with scripture. It's not, uh, it's, it's growing. And hopefully that you're growing as you're listening, you're growing as you're spending time with us. You know, and our encouragement is always be in the presence of God. Now, I'm going to ask you how you're doing, because we just got out of an hour <laughs> worth of such incredible conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, how are I'm, you? I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Yeah, we we dove into many, many topics that were wonderful. And I know we have another topic that that we're you know, our listeners are going to love. I, I know I'm sitting in my car. You can't see it, but I'm definitely wearing my shirt that says, let's make kindness normal because we're going to be talking on, about man. kindness. And let's Come be on, honest, man. from a very practical sense, kindness is not a normal thing we see in the world. And how do we how do we show it um, through us? So it's going to be a, a nice conversation today. Listen, man, I, I, I'm going to say this before we jump in. I've been overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit because what he's doing with us, Ryan, he is, he is um, pushing you and I to have greater conversations in the depths of the spirit and the things of God. And I want to say this, the spirit realm is greater than this natural realm that you see. There's mm-hmm. more to see and more to experience in the things of God. And I think religion, other men, other men's opinion has limited us limited us for one thing to grow to grow what in yep. eyesight and hearing and and just seeing scripture the way you know our big do we do you understand we serve a big god i feel the holy mm-hmm. ghost to say that mm. let's say that again we serve such a big god he is extravagant he is amazing words can contain him thoughts can contain him and if you ever think you figure him out <laughs> then that means you're serving a God that is of human form because mm-hmm. you will not be able to figure him out until you are out of this body and see him face to face. We serve an enormous, huge, big God. And I want to encourage you with that. Like, don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of understanding that your God that you serve is huge and you're not going to figure all of it out. You're not going to get all the T's crossed and all the dotted I's. You're not going to get none of that. None of that's going to happen, right? You're not going to mm-hmm. get none of that. Yep. What you're going to do is you're going to continually to grow and learn, oh, man, I didn't know his grace went that far. I didn't know his mercy went that far. I didn't know his love went that far. And this, this beautiful journey with this beautiful big God that is like slow tender and like it's just it's just in our pace and i love it that every human gets to have that opportunity with him and and we have to uh we have to love the process we i mean i think some some get satisfied to 
think that they will arrive and then they're on to the next thing. And if, if that's you, I want to encourage you to say you're, you're not going to arrive until you, you see him face to face and he reveals more and more to you. This is a, a lifelong process and you're going to learn probably more in heaven. I don't know. I've never been up there, but I imagine that there's many more things that, that we have no clue about. So, so Danny and I, we encourage you to continue to grow, continue to learn on continue to, to open your minds up to the scriptures and hear um, what the Lord's trying to tell you. And that's what we say so many times, spend time in the presence of the Lord. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, I, and we're going to, I was talking to a young man this week about that, about what it, does it mean to be in the presence of the Lord? We're going to probably take a deep dive in that soon. And we're going to mm-hmm. break that down practically. Cause I think what, what most folks think, well, I spent time, tw- I spent 10 minutes in worship. It was, a, no, I'm talking about inviting the presence of God that when the presence of God comes in a room, you are captivated fully by who he is. Mm-hmm. And, and that may take you into a realm of dancing, a realm of worshiping, or a realm of what I call sucking carpet, where you just lay down <laughs> in your face and saying, holy, holy, holy. But I want to really talk about that uh, in the upcoming months, because I think it's really yep. important for us to break down. Let's go to 1 Timothy 2. I just want to read this, because this, this is part of our um, devotion this morning, and I thought it would lead us to where we're going to go. We're going to go, and, and so as you going to... As you're going to 1 Timothy 2, let's read, as you journey in there, let's read the, the, the scripture that we are, are, have been reading. Every time we read this, we start with Galatians 5.22, which says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against us there is no law. Now, we are in kindness today. So, remember... This is not uh, the fruits of the spirit, plural. It's a singular, the fruit of the spirit. And I'm going to say it off the bat. It's not something that you can generate in yourself. It's something that he generates through you. So the closer you get to him, the more of this. So when we, when, when Ryan and I are talking about kindness, what we're doing is just describing the Holy Spirit and what that looks like through scripture. Now, if you don't see your life looking like the scriptures, then your job is not to beg for kindness. Your job is to get closer to kindness. It's mm. to get in the presence of kindness. It's to get yep. endowed in kindness. Why? So that kindness could flow out of you. Um, so I want to say that right off the bat. But First Timothy 2, 1 says, therefore, I exhort you, Paul telling Timothy, first, of all that supplications and prayers and intercessions and giving of thanks be made for who? All men. Not some men, not the men that you mm-hmm. think deserve your prayers, not the people around you that you think deserve your forgiveness, not the people around you that you think deserve your intercession. But he said, intercede, give thanks to, for everybody. Now, again, we're going to talk about kindness today. But part of kindness is thanksgiving. Part of kindness is goodness. I'm going to say this. Goodness is found in kindness, but it's not kindness. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. It's so good. Goodness is found in kindness, but it's not kindness. And yep. one, if one day that we need kindness is today, right? Because we see the yep. divide of men. We see us dividing each other as, uh, as political parties. We see us dividing each other as 
uh, social economic divides. We see us divide each other as a racial divides. The division is here, right? How do mm-hmm. we break division? I believe kindness is one of the greatest weapons against division. I want you to write yep. that down. Kindness is one of the greatest weapons of the, you want to divide racism, be kind. You want to divide um, some type of uh, looking down at somebody, be kind. You want to divide uh, um, anger, be kind, right? So mm-hmm. let's go, let's finish this. Verse two, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. So he's saying, and then, and then this, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. What is good? That you pray for all men, that you innocent in all men, to give thanks for all men, so that all men could be peaceful. Like, it is the will of God. It's, it is good for God for us to be in peace. Mm-hmm. Now, who desires, who desires? God desires some men to be saved? No, all men. Man, this word desire, now... It's a powerful word. It literally means require as vital. God requires and vital all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. But there is one God, one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. What in the world? God is desiring for all men to be saved. So what he's saying Take the divides of even those who you think should be saved. You should want to be peace with every human being you come in contact. You should not look at yourself any better or any worse. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't going to say, well, they, 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 they the sinners and I'm not the sinner, right? No, we all sinners, right? <laughs> we all sinners. What's the yep. difference between me and another human being that's a sinner if they're not walking in the fullness of God is that I have been uh, awakening right? The scales have been removed from my eyes to see Yeshua for who he is. And so I have made him Lord over my life. Doesn't make me better than everybody because his will and his desire is that all men come to know him. What do you say about that, Ryan? Super powerful, Danny. And and again, when you're kind of talking about verse four, that all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth, I think that's where if we can see the world and see people through God's eyes and realize even if they're, they seem to be way off track or on the complete opposite, say they're walking just the the righteous path, understanding that everyone's in a process that our father in heaven wants every single person that he created to be with him when they come to eternity. Like he wants all of them to be. And I think if we approach life from an aspect of allow the Holy Spirit for to work through us so we can show kindness to all people. And I think this is where the quote would come in really well that you said you wanted me to mention. Do you want me to? Yes, 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 yes. I want you to read all the <laughs> definitions of kindness that you have because they were so good. OK, so, so I'm going to I'm going to read this. This is from um, actually Geneva EDU or Geneva.edu. It says this. Kindness is selfless, compassionate, and merciful. Its greatest power revealed in practice to our enemies and amongst the least of these. Love your neighbor, show kindness to everyone, 
For a perfect example of biblical kindness, we need look no further than Jesus. Mm, come on, um, man. Come on, man. I mean, come on, just, man. If we if we look at Jesus's life, just read the Gospels and then look at him from an aspect of kindness, how kind he is to everyone, every single person. I, I'm, I'm, you know, what came to my mind was the woman caught in adultery. He could have joined everyone of what everyone was saying about her. But they when, when he said his great word and everyone left and he said, where, where are your accusers? They were all gone. And he said, just go and sin no more. He showed kindness or he showed love to her. He showed compassion to her in that moment right there where she needed it more than anything. And it changed her life. It changed yep. her trajectory to where she was going. And that's why <laughs> kindness is so important because it, it brings change. It brings transformation, right? It, 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 because it's who, the, who God is. Now, we're going we're gonna to take a deep dive in kindness because I want to define me, it. Can I, Go ahead. Can I say Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this idea of make kindness normal, and I, work, and I worked with this consulting company. I won't, won't say them, but their message is, is kindness and how do we bring that to schools? And I even read a book by one of their co-founders that wrote on kindness and he talked about a couple things. And he said like, look, we can't, there's general kindness, right? There's kindness where, you know, you just say, hey, thank you and this and that, right? And then there's kindness that he would call confetti kindness, which are all like the motivational stuff, you know, even on my t-shirt where it says, make kindness normal. That's kind of confetti kindness, right? Yeah. But then there's something that you would call deep kindness where you actually learn to have empathy and you can put yourself in the shoes of that person so that you can actually feel what they feel and be able to bring kindness into that situation. And I, the only thing that's not in that book that I think is missed is that as a human, it is very hard to do that without the Holy Spirit. I think if you have yeah. the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can allow you to see people the way Jesus sees people, and that will bring deep kindness. It's not a I'm going to will to be empathetic. It's and that's it's a it it's a part of your nature. It's a part of your nature. And, and that's and that's where it, it falls short, unfortunately, being in a school where I teach about kindness and character. I have to look at it and say, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're going to have to work really, really hard to do that. As opposed to if you have the Holy Spirit, you just say, Holy Spirit, like, show me how to be kind. Show me how to be empathetic. And you allow him to lead. That will bring a change to the world. That's why kindness isn't normal, because we need the Holy Spirit. And we need to listen to the Holy Spirit. OK, I'll let you go. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to call that deep kindness. God kindness. So that's God that. Oh, that, 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 the Bible describes different things of kindness and, they, and, and we're going to go, we're going to call kindness has different names in scriptures. I didn't know. Yep. And we're going to deep dive into those different names. Now, um, uh, before we deep dive it, let's, let's, let's look at Proverbs 19, 22. We're going to go through a lot of scripture here because we yep. want to define this thing. Proverbs 19, 22. Kindness is desired all the time by you. When you get there, when you get the Proverbs 19, 22. Listen to what the Proverbs 19, 22 is. Yep, I got it. It says, 
What is desire? Remember that word desire means require as vital. What is required as vital in a man is what? Kindness. Oh my, did I write that down? No. Nope. Right? And a poor man is better than a liar. But it oh, says what goodness. is what 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 is desired in a man is kindness. Is it sometimes? No. It's all the time. So the first thing with kindness, kindness is desired at all times. So we should be kind at all times. Now, this Hebrew word kindness here is the word chesed, which means mm -hmm. goodness and faithfulness. Remember, I tell you, goodness yep. is found in kindness, but it's a different thing. Now, I want to give you different definitions of kindness. Now, let's go to Colossians 3, 12, 13. So the first one, the first definition of kindness is, is we're going to say we're going to give you is faithfulness and goodness faithfulness and goodness is one of the first definitions of kindness that i'm going to give you yep then i'm gonna then i'm going to give you the greek definition of kindness right colossians 3 12 so the first thing is kindness is desired at all times now colossians 3 12 to 13 therefore as the elect of god holy and beloved put on tender mercies and what kindness humility Make yep. meekness, long suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. So, the first thing that we talked about in Proverbs is that kindness is desired at all times. The second yep. thing we're going to talk about, Colossians 3 12 and 13, is that it's put on. Now, this is this, we can't, we got to understand what put on here. I love it because I went to a deep diet and put, put on doesn't mean just putting on. Literally put on here, the Greek definition is spending time with. Uh, oh. And so it's not I'm going to put on something because I'm putting it on like a coat, like I can leave it. Is that as much time I spend with it, I become like it. The word mm. put on, uh, I love it. The word put on here is the word to sink in. Is the oh. word... Uh, it in duo in in Greek, it means to sink in, to spend time, to sink into the clothing. Meaning the clothing becomes you because you're not putting it on. You sinking into it. It's becoming. It's it's the picture of you literally laying down into that water, and that water now becomes who you are. You're not just mm -hmm. in water. You engulf in water. Well, that tells you uh, about Acts. Uh, what Jesus told that you'll be endured with power and you will be baptized. That word baptismo means to be immersed in an mm -hmm. immersion and immerse, right? Both and, right? And so here, what it's saying is that spending time with kindness allows kindness to become you. Yep. Now, kindness in the Greek is, is the word means, is the word trestotis, uh, which means gentleness. Moral goodness, integrity, virtuous, pleasant, benevolent. So I gave you the Hebrew definition, goodness, faithfulness. The Greek definition, gentleness, moral, integrity, virtuous, pleasant, benevolent. The Webster's Dictionary of Kindness is sympathetic, forbearance, a helpful nature. All of it, number one, is desired at all times, according to Proverbs. Number two, yep. according to Colossians, is put on by spending yep. time. Now, 
There is a law of kindness. Go to Proverbs 31, 26. Oh, and, and as you're getting there, the Thayer's definition says fit for use. Come on, man. Come on. Oh, so man. God, so, so, so what you're saying with that, Ryan, is that when we're walking in kindness, I'm in, I am in fit for use. And let's just talk about that. I mean, we can jump into scripture all day long. Let's just talk about this real quick. Oh, how many people right now, Ryan, are not fit for use because they haven't spent time enough with the Holy Spirit to walk in a level of kindness that, and I'm going to talk about America. I know we have other countries that listen to mm -hmm. this thing, but America yep. is needing a baptism of kindness. Yes. We, we are we are in yeah. desperate need right now of people just to be kind to one another. Talk about that, Ryan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we. I'll I'll give you a small scope just because that's what I see. I mean, I spoke about a month ago, um, in October on on bullying because the month of October is is National Bullying Month. You when we were in school, there was no National Bullying Month which means that bullying has ramped up amongst on. kids and we have to do a stomp out bullying campaign because it's such a normal occurrence that we need to speak on not doing it. And it baffles my mind with that. And that's because, and I see it, I work with teenagers. There is, there's a struggle for kindness in schools. I see it a lot. I see like, certain things, the way things are said to people, the way certain kids feel in school because of how they're treated. I see it a lot and it's very saddening. And again, it could be what kids see outside in the world, that the world inherently is not kind. We say, there's so many people that say what they want, when they want and whatever they want. And a lot of times it's not the kindest thing. And then our children who are are trying to navigate this world that they see stuff on social media and they see stuff they don't watch the news so mainly on their tiktok and on their instagram that might not be kind and then that's what they're showing to the world because adults or people that are older than them are showing this and we need we need kindness like we we do now more than ever like you just said i think about this right to what to your point what is keeping people from being kind? What is the spirit that's coming, that's combating us not to walk in the spirit of kindness, right? So, so some of yep. those things are pride, right? So when, when, when I'm trying to prove myself to someone else, right? Kindness moves out the way. Arrogance, right? Uh, anger, judgment. Think about these spirits that keep us, these things of the flesh that keeps us from not being kind. Oh, I'm judging that person. So I'm thinking I'm better than that person and I'm walking in pride. So my kindness leaves out the door when I'm in that place. Right. And yep. we saw what happened in January 6th. Right. Which we have never seen happen in this country before. Um, and then not only that, it happened with people storming the Capitol where people were just so angry. And, and, and again, I'm not going to take away from the Christianity. Right. A lot of those folks call themselves Christians. What I'm saying is that we, what they were operating instead of in the spirit of kindness, they let anger, bitterness, yep. judgment, they let those things override the spirit of kindness, right? So a lot of times we, we, I'm, we gotta, 
combat the things that are overriding kindness in us, right? Mm-hmm. Because we have to find out, we have to unveil our hearts to ourselves and say, why am I not being kind? Why, why, why was I so judgy? Why, why was I so quick to be angered, right? Because the flesh, literally opposite of this, when he talks about the flesh, is quick to be angered, right? And so am I allowing my flesh to dominating who I am, right? Or am I allowing the spirit of God to dominate my heart? That's what we tell you constantly, just spend time in the presence of the, don't start your day without spending time in the presence of the Lord. Why? So that it can take your flesh and put it under subjection and surrender, the surrender will surrender to Jesus, right? So that you can live his life that he desires you to live that day. But what you're making mention of is something that falls short, which is we don't, we don't listen to the check of the Holy Spirit. We are not we are not looking internally and saying, why was I operating in pride? Why was I operating in arrogance? And Holy Spirit, can you show me where I went off the track? Most people are not doing that. They're just going to say, I'm just going to, I'm going to act how I feel. And that's one problem I see with a, no matter what. Oh, that's so person, good. No matter Come what on, man. person, which is. Come on. I've heard this. I've heard Come this. On that i've reached a certain age so i can act however i how want I and I that that is oh. one of the most frustrating things oh i'm like wait so you're telling me when i reach oh my goodness age, i can treat people however i want help us no jesus how bad i've like there's this oh my goodness there's this such a prideful thing that drives me crazy it's like wait because you've lived a certain amount that you could treat people awful i go that is absolutely ridiculous i said that i was like that is ridiculous i go it's not the scriptures right to treat you badly i've heard that but but here's the thing i've heard that from people well i reached i've lived life i've reached 50 something years old so i can act however i want and i was like whoa what you serious that that's where that's where we have a problem right there that I am entitled because of the age I am that I can say what I want when I want and have no one to check me because I'm not listening to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit has maybe been trying to check me for 15 years and or they don't have the or they're, they're, they don't have the Holy Spirit. And then it's like, I'm just going to live how I want. YOLO. Right. Yeah. And, Sorry, and, and, I wanna, I wanna, and no, I love that. I love that because you're 100 percent correct. Right. That means yeah. you doing you being your own God. That means you're yep. not surrendered to the king and we either surrender to the king or we're not. And again, part of and, and, and my challenge to us, I just want to challenge us. Right. Ask the Holy Spirit throughout your day. It, it, if, if kindness is desired out of us at all time. Right. Mama, what we said, yep. what is desired of man is to be kind. If that is desired out of us, ask the Holy Spirit. Let me show kindness today. If you're listening to this at nighttime, ask the Holy Spirit tomorrow, let me show kindness. And kindness could be shown in many different ways. There's not just one way to show kindness, right? There's not just, oh, there's many different ways that the Holy Spirit, why? Because I'm going to live under the rule of, I'm going to let kindness rule my day. I'm going to get kindness to rule my life. I'm going to allow kindness to flow out of me. And I'm challenging you to ask the Holy Spirit on your life, on your behalf. Show me to be kind today. I want to be kind today. I don't know how to do it fully, but I want to do it. Show me how to do it.
Oh, and, and this scripture just came up as you're speaking. Come on. Romans, Romans 12, verse 18. If it is possible, as much, oh, this is where people are going to be like, wait, wait, wait. You're putting it on me? As much as depends on you, you. Leave, live peaceably with not some, with all oh, men, which man. essentially means all people. And then it goes on, verse 20. It says, therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good, which is essentially meaning be kind to people. Love people. Come on. So, so that means I'm required to do something out of this. That means there's a practicality that comes with kindness. Look at what Proverbs 31, 26. Let's oh, go to Proverbs love this. Love 31, this one, 26. <laughs> Woo, we're going to go through the scriptures here. And this is about the virtuous wife. So if you're, yeah. if you're, if you have, if you're married, if you are single, this is defining the virtuous wife. And look at what it says. And this is for everyone. She opens in her mouth with the wisdom and on her tongue is the what of the what? The law of kindness. Oh, so kindness is a law. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I thought about that when I read this? I thought about Ephesians 4.1. Ephesians 4.1 says, I I beseech thee, uh, the brethren, the prisoner of Christ. Paul saying, I beseech thee, I beg of you, me, the prisoner, meaning I made myself the prisoner of Christ. It made me think Mm -hmm. of like, he literally enslaved himself to Jesus, right? Oh. And when you enslave yourself to Jesus, when you enslave yourself to the Holy Spirit, you enslave yourself to the law of kindness because kindness is who God is. Kindness is who the Holy Spirit is. And so as I'm with it, the law of kindness comes. When I'm walking in tune with God, the law of kindness takes over. And then kindness takes Different shapes. Remember, we're telling you that it's just not one one way of kindness. Kindness takes different shapes. So I want to see what are some of the shapes that kindness take. Let's go to Psalms thirty one twenty one. Hallelujah. <laughs> Ooh, kindness takes on different shapes. We're gonna mm-hmm. show one, two, three, four. We're gonna show five different shapes that kindness takes. What does Psalms 31, 21 says, Ryan? Uh, So it says, blessed be the Lord, for he has shown me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. So kindness here, God's kindness here is not just kindness by itself. It's marvelous kindness. (laughs) It's kindness that makes you have wonder and awe, right? So yep. God's marvelous kindness should be flowing. That kindness that people go when they leave, you go, whoa, what just happened? Yep. How is this? What, what, what? My brain is like, whoo. Have you ever been something that, that, that is marvelous and, and, is, and is, is an awe that you're like, mm. are you seeing what I'm seeing? Right? Sometimes your kindness should be expressed to the way that someone goes, oh, that's marvelous kindness. That, that you just made us marvel. You just made us wonder, like, what kind of person are you? 
You mm-hmm. see what we see what that guy just left in here. His aura left this marvelous kind of right. Remember, kindness takes on different shapes, right? So I I, I want kindness to come out of me to the point. Ryan, that when I walk in somewhere, when I leave that room and whatever the Lord yep. had me to do to show kindness, that people yep. are in awe because the kindness that I show was so marvelous that it made them go, wow, did you see what we just saw? Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't have to be some grandiose thing. It doesn't. It can be something very small that maybe it only caught the attention of one person but that one person really needed it. And others may have not even recognized it because you're not doing it for, for recognition. You're doing Come on. it simply because you wanted to show Jesus from the aspect of he is kind. Come on. Let's show the second. Let's show the second. The second shape that kindness takes is since Psalms 117. And I love it because it's a, it's, a, it's a small psalm. It's just two verses. Psalms 117. <laughs> oh, I'm hoping you're learning. I'm hoping you know. So remember, we started from the beginning. Kindness is to be seen at all times in us. The Bible says it's to be put on by spending time on. Right. Mm-hmm. And it has a law to it. Right. And it takes yep. on different shapes. It takes on the marvelous shape. What is this? What is the word says there in, in Psalms 117, one and two, uh, Ryan? So um, verse one, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Mm. And then and then jump into verse two. It says, for his merciful kindness is great towards (laughs) us. The truth of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. And I love your your translation of this uh, merciful kindness. Do you want to read that? What you sent to me? Uh, It was so beautiful. the um oh the uh the one I read oh from from earlier do you want me to re- reread it no no was it the one that you sent me it 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 was in the beginning when you was looking up kindness I, I'll read it the definition was yeah. loyal love it was loyal oh, oh, love oh, oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah lo- so yeah, it, no, was, I, it, it was it was it was describing this I, yeah. merciful oh, it yeah, was I called go ahead yeah, read that but that was so beautiful yeah, yeah. so mercy yeah yeah loyal love yeah so merciful kindness or Loyal love refers to God's faithfulness to his covenant promises to his people. What? Oh, goodness. Yep. So, yep. so, so kindness takes on this marvelous kindness. Here it takes us down merciful kindness. It's when someone doesn't even deserve the kindness that's coming out of you. They see you operating in kindness, not because they deserve it. But because you are walking in loyal love and loyal love says, I am going to love everything, everybody at all times. And it's not predicated. My love is not predicated. My mercy of kindness is not predicated on their actions. Mm. It's just given freely just because when you walk out of a situation, when people's like, man, this guy didn't, he, he should have not showed kindness right there. But he was so merciful, right, that he did it anyway, right? He was so merciful. What's mercy? Mercy is with, withheld, withheld punishment. I'm going to say that again. Mercy is withheld punishment, meaning you should have punished the person. But instead of punishing the person, you show kindness. Why? Because kindness was shown to us. 
in our stupor, in our lowest state, in our sinful state, Jesus showed us kindness. He showed us mercy. So here, kindness takes on merciful kindness, meaning there should be times that you should show kindness even when the person don't deserve it. You should give it anyway. And, and this scripture came up in my mind when you're, when you're speaking from Matthew 5, um, verse 44. This is red lettering Jesus saying, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who sp uh, spitefully use you and Ooh, persecute come you. Come on. This is, this is kindness on a daily basis. Like come this on, could man. be a scripture that li you literally have in your mind because I could – I could probably make a list every day of people that say stuff that's not pleasant to me. People that I, I choose to love them in their place, even if, understand guys, I teach teenagers, teach eighth grade, kids say things, me being an educator, not on purpose. We have to understand that at that age, developmentally, they just say stuff. And I'm like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they're like, honestly, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't even mean that. I don't know where that came from. I have to choose to, to love them where they're at. They're a teenager. And, and, and Danny, you have three teenage girls. You know this better than I do that like, they just say things sometimes. And you know what? You have to love them where they're at. They probably didn't even mean it. It just, there's a lot of different things going on. That's exhibiting from a practical standpoint, Jesus's kindness in daily life so i'll Ooh. let you speak to that no i, I love it marvelous <laughs> kindness merciful kindness even when someone doesn't deserve it merciful kindness now let's look at another kindness in isaiah 54 8 uh and 10 i i, I isaiah 54 8 and 10 i'm gonna be i'm gonna read these real quick verse right. 8 says with a little wrath i hid my face from you for a moment but with everlasting kindness, I will have mercy on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Verse 10 says, for the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you. Woo! So we got marvelous kindness. We have merciful kindness. Then we have an everlasting kindness. What? <clears throat> that a kindness is shown forever. God tells the children of Israel, right? which is his kids, which, which we are, we are engrafted into this promise that everlasting kindness. So meaning kindness will never wear out. I'm going to say that again. Maybe what about my house? Kindness is never going to wear out. God is always going to have kindness in him. He's oh. never going to stop. His kindness is everlasting. And so if you then are connected to the vine, remember uh, Jesus said in John 15, apart from yep. me, you can't do nothing. If you're connected to me. So if you're connected to the vine, then that means kindness should always be in you. You should never run out of kindness. And you're emphasizing and pulling together really two things. You're pulling together John 15, 5 with, Galatians 5.22, which is our main verse, where if you're connected to the true vine, then you're going to produce the fruit of the Spirit, which we've talked about love, joy, peace, long-suffering, and now we're talking about kindness. This is like, we can't have the fruit if we're not connected to the vine. Come on, man. 
Come on. You can't do it. Man, we're running out of time here, and I'm going gonna, gonna to finish yep. this out, man. I'm going to yep. finish this out. Let's go to Joe 2.13. So we started marvelous kindness, merciful kindness, everlasting kindness. You see how the shapes of these kindness, it takes shape in different ways. Um, Joe 2.13. What does Joe 2.13 says? Let's see. I'm getting there. Joel, for those. <laughs> yeah. Joe 2.13. Let's see. All right, you want to read it or you want me to read it? You can read it. Okay, so Joel or Joel 213. <laughs> <laughs> um, so rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to an anger, and of great kindness. Woo! So marvelous, so kindness takes on shapes of marvelous kindness, merciful kindness, everlasting kindness. Now we have great kindness, and we're gonna, and we're gonna move on to the last one, number five, because because I wanna I wanna I wanna land in Titus three, but I wanna read okay. Ephesians two forty seven, Ephesians two forty seven. So remember, like we talked about, his his kindness is everlasting. He has now we know that his kindness is great. So your kindness should always be great. You should always have great kindness inside of you. But Ephesians 2, 4 to 7 says this, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his what? Grace in his in his kindness. Woo! So there is grace towards us. In, there is grace in his kindness. There's marvelous kindness. There's merciful kindness. There's everlasting kindness. There's great kindness. And there's grace kindness. Woo! Oh. There is grace kindness. Meaning, as you have grace upon someone unmerited favor something that didn't deserve by you activating grace you activate kindness by oh. you just being gracious to someone by grace coming out and you say it's okay i know you did that it's okay by just saying it's okay kindness is activated in our lives and come to the forefront of who we are oh danny that's so good so Woo. good i'm gonna land a plane with this last scripture titus three it. three to seven titus. Yep. Mm-mm-mm. Ah, because I, it, again, it's so good. Kindness is required out of us at all times, to recap. It's to be put on by being in his presence. Mm-hmm. It, it has a law that it activates underneath, and it takes on different shapes. Marvelous, merciful, everlasting, great, and grace. Mm-hmm. Now, look at what Titus 3, 3 to 7 says. But we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when kindness, <laughs> mm-hmm. but when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, towards man appeared, not by works of righteousness, 
which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of the regeneration of the renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us absolutely through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to hope of eternal life. We are heirs with Christ because kindness and love met. And when kindness and love met, it touched us and it didn't see what we, it didn't see us as foolish, disobedient, deceived, lustful, pleasure, love, living for pleasure. It saw mm -hmm. us through his eyes. And when kindness <laughs> and love saw through the eyes of God, Jesus then through the Holy Spirit regenerated us. So we'll be re regenerated by the Holy Spirit so that we can reflect the same thing that saved us. I'm going to say that again. We are being regenerated by the Holy Spirit and being renewed by the Holy Spirit so that we can re be reflect by the very same thing that saved us. So because kindness saved us, then we reflect kindness. I feel the Holy Ghost just saying it because love saved us. We're being uh, reflective of love. But because long suffering saved us, then we reflect long suffering because patience saved us. We reflect patience we reflect that which saved us and we have been regenerated and being renewed by the holy spirit to reflect that which saved us oh <clears throat> so good danny yeah and, and i never looked at kindness this way but the way in verse four where kindness and love partner together that is what god shows us that's what he's always showed towards us he's always showed kindness towards his people and this love to bring them back to him that's what he ultimately wants he wants family he loves he loves us as people that and he created us and he loves us and if we can just understand and wrap our minds around how this kindness and love comes together to draw us to the father then kindness and love can flow out of us towards people the reason why I feel people run from the church is because the church at times does not show kindness and love towards our fellow neighbor. Come on, the man. person that just might live next door. And, and I think we really need to evaluate when we're, especially as we're going through the series on the fruit of the spirit, do we exhibit the Holy Spirit? Like, do we, do we actually exhibit him? So that's what we need to really consider and, and sift through. That's so powerful, man. Uh, man, I pray that we walk in a level of kindness that we've never seen before in our lives. That's, that's my prayer. My prayer is that we need it. We need, we need it more than ever. Um, so Hopefully that land a plane for you. Hopefully that you get into remember, And it's not something that you can try to muster up. You got to spend time with kindness. Yep. I'm going to say that again. If you want to be kind, you have to spend time with kindness. Amen. And, and what I mean by that, spend time with the one who is kind, which is yep. Yeshua. Now, I want to end this way uh, today. Um, the book was just released on Friday. And I wanted to end it. We'll probably start it, our next one with it. I forgot to start it today with it, but The Surrendered Will, an invitation back to the garden written by me and my good friend, Peter DeWitt, was released on Friday. 
My prayer is that it'll bless you. My prayer is that those who listen to it, no matter where you are, I'm already, I'm already hearing from folks in Honduras that is wanting us to translate this to Spanish. They already oh. are reading it right now. And they invited us to come back next November to a conference um, and hopefully by them bring it in Spanish to Honduras. And so people are hungering for the word of God. So this book, The Surrendered Will, you can find it on Amazon right now. Uh, in a couple of weeks, you'll find it on other bookstores. But today, right now on Amazon, if you go just just put Danny Ortiz on Amazon or The Surrendered Will and this book will come out. We, it's, it's, it's really cheap. It's like, I, I forgot, like $12 or something, 12, 12 and change when it comes to a, a paperback and $10, $9.99 when it comes uh, a Kindle version of it. But I believe it'll be a blessing to you uh, for those who are listening to it. Um, and hopefully you read it and you give it to somebody else. And my prayer is this, if, if it touches you in any way, tell people about it. If it doesn't touch you, just give it to somebody. So that's my thing, Ryan. I'm giving uh, 150 copies away. Um, I'm asking those who, so um, if you, let me, and I'm going to say this to our listeners, for the first 20 people, for the first 20 people that email me at daniel at thewavecolumbus.com, daniel at thewavecolumbus.com, or info at dannyortiz.org. I'm going to give you two of them. Info, I-N-F-O at dannyortiz.org. Or Daniel, D-A-N-I-E-L, at thewavecolumbus.com. Either one of those emails work. If you send me an email, if you are one of the first 20 people that send me your email with your name and your address, I will send you a book for free. Now, when I send it, because I'm giving 150 of these away, Ryan, when I give them away for free, what I'm asking, if it touches you in any way, share it on your social media, share it to other people, let other people know about it. If it doesn't touch you, if it was not for you, Give it away free to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Amen. So good. Can't wait to read my copy, Danny. So your copy's coming. We love <laughs> you guys. Shalom uh, and Maranatha. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. 